Welcome to Beyond the Field Podcast, your weekly dose of finance, property, and epic people doing epic things powered by the team at Money Empire. Get informed and entertained with the coolest cats in the business. BTF is back. My name is Kane. I'm here with the beautiful looking Sanjeeva. Thanks for that. <laughs> Did you want to get an introduction? Who we have in the house today? Oh, yeah, I will actually. Um, Chris Glatton, thank you very much for coming here and talking to us on um, BTF. Um, where we talk everything finance and anything else, Gen- generally sport, bit of fun, but also a little bit of business as well. So, Chris, thank you so much for coming here, mate. Oh, thanks very much, Sanj, and, and thanks, Kane, for the welcome. Great to be here on a Friday afternoon, and um, looking forward to having a chat. It's even better we're having a beer. <laughs> I did that, two o'clock. I know. Is it? Yes. Is it? Yeah, okay. ten, 10 past 2. Right. Well, it's actually 10 past 5. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just quickly, Chris, give us, first of all, plug your business at the very front end because yep. we're going to get into who you are and stuff, but talk about your business. So Power Wealth Management um, came to market in, in June 2020 amidst uh, COVID crisis, obviously. Um, uh, we, we came out of uh, the BNZ Private Bank, um, Donna Nikoloff and myself, who's a co-founder. Um, and we set up Parler um, as an independent advisory business. First and foremost, we're an advice business. Um, we focus on investments. Um, we, we run an unconflicted model in so far that we don't manufacture funds. Um, and, um, and we're a business uh, that focuses on high net worth individuals, family office type clients um, in the wholesale space. We do have our retail license, um, but, um, but we focus on wholesale. Um, which is a great space to be in, and we've got some fabulous clients on board over the course of the last couple of years, so it's been really exciting. Um, we're a bit different to the fund managers, to the banks, and to the brokers um, that, that many um, of the investing public use, um, and the point of difference is being welcomed by the market, we feel, and this is the future of financial advice in New Zealand. Yeah, um, so you know, we're thrilled to be in market, we're thrilled to be growing, um, you know, and our clients you know, really value what we're doing. Which is which is fabulous, and we work with some great clients. Um, so we're really excited about the future, and we're growing. Awesome! Mm-hmm. Well, I think we can finish. We <laughs> just got to go all the best. Yeah. That was cool. the best elevator pitch I've ever heard. What else can you say? <laughs> You're done. Let's start all the way at the beginning. Yeah. Where were you born and bred? So I was born in Christchurch, but I my parents came to Auckland um, when I was all of two years old. Okay. Um, so I've lived on the North Shore uh, for for most of my life, uh, bar a couple of years up in well a few years up in the UK. Yeah. Um, after I finished university, so where I sort of cut my teeth uh, on on uh, trading floors in London. So that was fabulous um, amidst the other things. So that's sort of you know a, a very brief background on me. Yeah. You obviously played a bit of sport. What was your uh, childhood like? Yeah. Yeah, so I'm a, I'm a cricketer uh, for my sins. Um, <laughs> you, you still play? Uh, I still play a little bit now and then for, for oh an old boy's grades. Um, but which I love cricket, it's in my veins. Um, so I played all the way through high school and was a, a member at Takapuna Cricket Club, of which I'm still involved in. Um, I went off and I carried myself off to the UK and played cricket uh, as a senior professional back in the late 90s. Well, who did you play for? I played for Pershaw. Um, which is in the Midlands. Oh, Midlands. Yeah. yeah, halfway between. Well, just out of Worcester, which is halfway between Birmingham and, and London. Yeah. Um, and had a, a contract there for two two summers, which was fabulous as a twenty one year old, yeah. as you can imagine. Yeah. Um, and then in the winters, I tra- I travelled or worked. Found myself in London working on trading floors, um, which was a little bit uh, far flung from a, a, a an art student uh, at the University of Auckland back in the in the mid nineties. But um, had a, had a fabulous time, and that's where I sort of learnt my. Tr- that's where I started in the industry. Yeah, mm. yeah. And you're obviously still involved in 
in sport as well? Yes, yeah, so I've I've um, stayed in cricket. I was chairman at Takapuna for ten years. Um, I've been on the Auckland Cricket Board for a couple of years. Um, I've been on Surf Lifesaving Northern Region Board for a couple of years as well. So, so how's passion of yours? Is that? Yeah. How's that come about? Um, my daughter's in Surf Lifesaving, okay. so um, I couldn't give anything in terms of coaching or, uh, or anything like that. So I, you know, been interested in governance um, and uh, and understanding governance um, for most of my sort of professional career. And so you know, I'm a, I'm a volunteer. I'm a, I'm a volunteer at heart. Um, and for sports to continue, um, we, you know, we need good volunteers across all aspects of sports. Yeah, you know, of whether course. that be from coaching or umpiring or refing yep. yeah. to governance and giving back. And I'm very passionate about that. So um, I've done a bit of time in the boardroom. Yeah. Um, currently not on any boards, which is fabulous. I've been focusing on business. I've been focusing on coaching cricket for my son's team and being involved in cricket and playing a bit of cricket. Um, so that's been fabulous. Mm. You ever come across a, 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 I think it's a silver open bag with Jay Serene's philanthropy? Reckons you got the fastest number in England. That's not true. That is not, I've never said that. That's not true. Brilliant. So, uh, Sarsbull Vouch, you know, the cricket in the hallway, you reckon he's got the fastest ball at 100 miles an hour and all this yeah. stuff? Hey? Was, I can't get my shoulder across these days. Yeah. Too old. Going back seriously, um, Chris, how did you make your way back into banking then? Um, I'm, a, I'm an investment guy through and through. Yep. I was, um, I've been investing, when I came back from the UK, I spent a bit of time at JB Weir, which is uh, a broking house, um, wealth managers, whatever you want to call them. And, um, and that's where I started building my own client book, but I got into... I then moved to Guardian Trust in a role in 2011. Uh, came out of that role and, found, and sort of found myself in banking, leading teams and leading people. Um, the banks generally do both sides of balance sheet, whether that be um, uh, investing or lending for clients, yeah. for private bank clients. And so that's sort of where I was, you know, where I was leading people in the bank, running a team. Okay. Um, and uh, and but was never you know really on the tools as such looking after clients. Right. So, so yeah. you're more of a manager role in there. I was more of a people, you know, leadership, yeah. managing people. And uh, how did you find that and and that side of things for you? Uh, but yeah, being in a big corporate was quite unusual for me. Yeah. Um, that's probably not really in my wheelhouse. Um, but. Um, so you know, coming out's been been liberating in a way. It's been fabulous. I've I've loved being a, a business owner. Yeah, yeah. I've loved you know. I've always wanted to. I've always probably thought of a bit entrepreneurial. Yeah. And so when the opportunity arose with myself nice. and Donna, yeah. you know, I left at the chance. Um, and um, and it's just been a, a great to be a, a master of your own destiny. Yeah. Um, and in control. And you know, we know the market. We I've seen many models, whether that be at JB Weir when I was there, whether it be at Guardian Trust when I was there, whether it be at the bank when I was there. So I've seen different ways to invest in different models for clients. Yeah. And so what we've done at Power is probably utilise all of our experience um, around the table and brought that together to to develop a model that we think is the best in market yeah. um, for clients and getting outcomes and the best way to invest. Um, and that's what we're leading with. Look, tell us, um, for all our budding um, entrepreneurs, obviously you've gone from working for corporates, the, the JBWs and all those people and BNCs and so on, to becoming a, um, a business owner. Mm. Talk us through the process. What you did, how you went through, I'm sure you'd have uh, sleepless nights and all sorts of stuff, right? Sand just been mildly terrifying. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and been you decided to do it in the middle of COVID. Yeah, yes. yeah. so yeah, we, right. we finished up yeah. the bank in uh, November 2019. Of course, we didn't know COVID was, was you know, <laughs> circulating in Europe then, probably. Uh, it's certainly in, in Asia. And um, 
and we put our shoulder into power over that that summer of 20, uh, 2020 and 2021, 2020. Yeah. And, um, and then COVID arrived in March. Well, we didn't have an option because right. we didn't have a job. Yes. <laughs> we didn't have jobs except we were pushing into power. Backs against the wall, eh? Back against the wall. So you yeah. had to, we had to, you know, we had to deliver and we had to bring it to market. And it was, um, look, there were sleepless nights. I was going to say, your mindset, what did you go yeah. through in that time? Yeah, Because well, you've gone, fuck, I've left a good job here. Yeah, yeah, you left a safety net, right? You left a corporate safety net. Yes. Yeah. And so hence the wildly terrifying um, four o'clock wake-up calls, you know, just because you've got a lot on your mind. Um, but, you know, I didn't have an option. And so you sort of go through that fight or flight. Mm. And I'm a fight guy, right? And Donna's a fight person too. And we and the team were fabulous. We put, you know, the team were great. We were all focused on bringing this to market amid COVID. Um, come hell or high water. And we delivered that in June. So we bought a business from nothing in November 19 to market in June 2020. Um, I was frustrated because it was. I thought it was slow. But yeah. Probably in, in looking back, you know, putting together what we put together in sort of six to seven months was a, an immense achievement, um, yeah. and that's attributed to the whole of the power team, not just yeah. myself or Donna. Yeah, yeah. there was sure. a huge amount of that went in from the team and I, you know I just can't sing their praises enough for delivering this business to market in, in seven months it was it was huge so and you know I'll never forget that period of time in life where um, where you know there's a lot riding on it um, and, uh, and here we are sort of two years on uh, through the worst of it I think you'd probably agree with me guys yeah absolutely and, um, and we're building and we've got some good momentum and um, albeit we're in a period of time where markets are volatile, um, <laughs> where we've looked in the last couple of years, we've been smacked around the head, whether it be COVID and then whether, you know, there's volatility yeah, in the market. So, yes. you know, we sort of, I sort of think personally, if we can weather a COVID storm and then a, a, a market meltdown um, and we're still we're coming out the end of it, uh, whenever that might be next year, fingers crossed, yeah. um, then we're, you know, we're going to be in good shape as a business. Yeah. Um, and that's a testament to hopefully what we've built. Yeah, and the people we've got in the business too. Cheers, my next question was, uh, what sort of challenges did you face after <laughs> after those two? I don't think there's any. Yeah, well, I was going to say, yeah, on top of that, then I was going to ask you, what's one thing you would have done differently? Um, I would have done it earlier. Yeah, there you go. of course. You know, I've loved, I've loved being out of in business, and um, and I think I've already mentioned it being the master of my own destiny and our destiny, and having good people around the table yeah. and trusting people as well. Mm. You know, I, you know, I value integrity. Um, uh, very highly and working with like-minded people and mm. I'm lucky enough to do that mm. that are passionate about outcomes for clients working with clients to get you know to look after families mm. you know to, to preserve wealth and to grow wealth yeah. um, with taking on as less risk as possible right that's yes. what we try to do Absolutely. come up with solutions yeah. Um, yeah. and so it's been really exciting to be able to um, put yourself under pressure and out of your comfort zone and do that mm. so it's been cool what stopped you from doing it earlier in your career um, opportunity, I think, okay. um, and you know, you get into you know, comfort. Yes, you know, com- you, people get comfortable, yeah. and and I reflect on you know time in corporates. People are comfortable, and that's there's nothing wrong with that. No. Um, but you want to you know you want want to achieve something different, and um, and you got to be hungry, yeah. and so and and I guess not everyone's a risk taker, right? No. When you want to when you start a new business, that's yeah. risk. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. It's not everyone likes not so, risk. You know, not everyone likes risk, and no. not everyone does have an appetite for it. So, yes. and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, but you know, we we just just felt the timing was right. Yeah. Um, 
it just you know COVID and these things just happen right you can't no, see that coming yeah. so you know it's just an opportunity and I you know I like to take opportunities you know to obviously we do the work um, around you know what it might look like and then you you talk to the people that you trust and the people that you know family etc because it's impacted um, and then you, you you make your decision yeah um, and then you put everything into it mm. and I'm gonna guess I'll make a statement here very much people on the outside think are oh, you going to start a business just to make money now a byproduct of that the business has to make money to succeed or stay afloat yep but i'm guessing your main driver ain't about income no it's about clients you know we you know i haven't been on the tools as such for for 10 years right i've been leading people and sitting around leadership teams and i and the guys in the office probably know my no probably what i'm gonna say next but you know i look at corporates and and i look at what's on linkedin with people on corporates and you just go fuck you know <laughs> clients yeah looking after clients getting outcomes um looking after the transfer of wealth coming with solutions mm-hmm. is what it's all about and if you do all that right the byproduct is an income for yourself because you reward, you're rewarded that yeah. way yeah. I sometimes think a lot of people think that a business owner is just out for the end game to make the quick buck and, and make that. And if that's their, if that's maybe what the individual wants to do, that's fine. But yeah. I don't see longevity in that, no. in that type of yeah. Um, yeah. business or what they're doing. Yeah. But it's interesting because I do feel sometimes a perception of people owning a business or starting a business yeah. is the driver is money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting one. We've talked about it, eh? So yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. Sort of, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So look, it's been, it's been great seeing clients and, and prospecting again yeah. and, you know, without clients you know the business you know we need income right revenue so but um but it's you know it feels like we've been received very well by our clients and from what our networks are saying as well around yeah. what we're offering we are different hmm. and so that's been really important so that we've carved out our own niche and market which is critical right you can't just be another no provider so actually that's a good point tell, tell us what what is your point of difference yeah so we're independent right so yeah. so we're not attached to anybody yes so, so we we don't manufacture anything. Yeah. So we don't manufacture funds. Yep. Um, and and a client's not going to walk into power and walk out with power product. Yeah. You know, we take we look at fund managers across the universe. Yep. Working with a external strategic asset consultant. Yeah. Um, who does all the research and the big data for us, and then yeah. we'll decipher that and put it through our independent investment committee. Yeah. Um, so that's a bit different. We're not manufacturing things. Yes. Yeah. We're not vertical integrator, right? We're not a bank. Yeah. yeah. You know, so here are your products you can use and sell, and that's all you can't do outside that scope. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, we, and we're very big on governance, right? Yeah. So I can't read about a, a second tier miner in Australia and, and, he, and read what's put in front of me and then put it into client portfolios, mm. and, you know, next week. Yeah. Um, we yeah. run a really, really robust process around what we recommend to clients goes through our independent investment committee, which is a committee made up of three gentlemen offshore who are experts in Mearfield. We'll debate the merits mm. of a particular fund manager or a particular uh, product um, that mm. we like, yeah. and we'll toss it around. And then we'll put it, you know, does it fit into the portfolio with what weighting and how does it work? For, how's it going to look for our clients? Yeah. Yeah. And then if it gets a seal of approval, it will be ratified and it will go into portfolios. Yeah. So as an advisor, you know, my main job is to look after asset allocation for a client, talk about risk, um, you know, talk about putting together a portfolio for them that best suits their needs and their goals and objectives, which is critical. And that's the foundation of any portfolio. Any por- any person can go and um, select stocks that they think is best, but it's around what's the right asset allocation, what's the right yeah. risk, are they comfortable with the risk, are they going to wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning going, yeah. holy shit, mm. the market's tanking, I'm in a growth portfolio, I'm not comfortable. Yeah. 
So then I haven't done my job right yep. as an advisor. Yeah. So it's if very bespoke, the, isn't it? Yes, yeah, bespoke. Yeah. yeah, we do bespoke portfolios. Yeah. You know, I've got clients that are just uh, all global equities. Yeah. And then I've got clients that like a bit of, you know, want some fixed income because they need some income. Yeah. And in, in, you know, to to supplement retirement. Yeah. But they do want a bit of growth to to, to beat inflation, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so gain some capital on that. And gain capital, and then they want to um, they want to grow. Everyone wants to grow up, but it's also about preserving that capital too. Yeah. Yes. So making the smart decisions around preserving capital, growing capital, and a risk and the best risk adjusted way we can. Yeah. And um and and getting outcomes for the clients, and and then they can pass that through to the next generation and ensure that you know we are upskilling the next generation for families too yep. which is we ran a recently ran a um a session with Minter allison uh, in mm. the city yep. around um what's what's vexing new zealand families um and, and pe- a part part of that was um you know succession planning is yes. the next generation mm. are they ready to take on the financial responsibilities if the family sold the business for example yeah, yeah. Um, and financial literacy, we're really passionate about yeah. that too yeah. uh, at Power. So um, there's a whole lot of things there that you know that we do for clients that aren't, isn't just about investing. Yeah, you know, it's about state estate planning, isn't it? That real yeah. full sort of circle of wrapping yeah. around a client. You yeah. know, looking looking after clients and yeah. and looking after the next generation, which is critical. So yeah. that you know the, the patriarch and the matriarch have made a lot of the money can pass yeah. it through to the second, third, fourth yeah. generation, yeah. um, and. And ensuring that capital is growing, yeah, um, in the best possible way that it can. So it's you know it's a really neat job, yeah, to be able to, to be able to have those conversations yeah. with clients with the next generation yes. to, to make sure that they, they look after that wealth. So, so when you first sorry, oh, yeah. Chris, when you first launched, did you have say three or four big clients that you had already sort of talked to about would this be something that you'll come on board with as a client and get into, or did you just go right? We're opening the doors. Let's go. Where do we start? We had no clients on day one. Wow. So we're, um, you know, there's nothing quite like rolling up your sleeves and getting stuck in <laughs> on day one. So yeah. we, I, I, you know, one of my fondest memories of, of power is uh, we launched on June the 2nd. I can't remember if it was June the 2nd or the 3rd or the 4th, one of those days. And we sat in the office um, at Vulcan Lane. We didn't have any furniture in the office because <laughs> of the, the um, fit out was delayed. And we sat in there uh, on the ledges and on the floor we come to market. Um, we had a bottle of champagne and we had the bottle. We drank the bottle in celebration. They were open business, no clients. Um, and then, so we've just built up since then. Wow. Um, you know, from zero to you know, we've got thirty to plus clients now, which is great. Cool. Um, and um, and we've done it all ourselves. Yeah. Um, and what was your strategy around obtaining clients? Because obviously, you guys, the people involved, you've obviously got long track records. You yep. know a lot of people. Was it yep. just to go to the people you knew first, yep. and then word of mouth? Yep. Are you big on marketing? How do you sort of forward face that? Yeah. So, so for, for us, prospecting is um, is is being slow because obviously we kept in a COVID period where markets did what they did. So people were people were nervous on markets as yep. markets tanked. Um, uh, or reacted to COVID, um, and so you know, for us around prospecting, it's been you know looking at, at, at net alternative networks like accountants and lawyers are a big uh, source of of referrals for us. Yeah. People we know, mm-hmm. you know, just people we know. I mean, and everyone's different. For example, Donna, my business partner, you know, is at events. She she's she'll go to a lot of events and talk to people and network that way. I, I prefer more to um, I use the Westlake Old Boys network 
yeah. to, to network amongst like-minded individuals there, professionals. So that's a good source of, of, yeah. of referral business to me and, and accountants, etc. So everyone, Belina, who came with us from the bank too, Belina Teo, a fabulous advisor. She's got deep networks around Auckland, been in market for you know 25 years around yeah. Auckland. Mm. So she's utilising that experience and those old networks or, or networks mm. built over many years to, to build business and, and get um, and get uh, and get you know referrals in but also it's obviously as we grow hopefully clients will refer us business too yeah, yeah. and that's it's the best client that's right? the best client and, and no doubt you guys are the same on that one too yeah it's totally. funny eh? we, we mentioned this all the time around the generation that sort of sit behind a computer and wait you can't beat yep. old school networking personal mm. approach make the connection yep. and then over time that person mm. becomes a client yeah that's right, and, and you know, Don is a prime example of that out, out all the time. Yep. You know, networking, going to events, uh, functions, you yep. know, it's late at night, it's early in the morning, um, and, and you know, Don is very visible for, for Pale, which is fabulous, right? Yeah. But that's just in her DNA. Yeah. Um, and that's how she, and that's what Donna loves. Yeah. You know, kicking down doors, which is yeah. fabulous for, for yeah. the business. Um, and Belina, and this, you know, Belina does it a different way, I do it a different way, John also in the business does it a different way, now you know, young Sam Morris in the business will do it a different way too. Yeah. Um, there's no right or wrong way to, to yeah. build business, but you know, just build. Everyone that you talk to, whether it be on the boundary cricket or on the sideline at rugby or at a dinner party, is a, is a potential client yeah. or a prospect that you yep. can just have a chat to about business. That's interesting, oh, we talked about it today around um, um, when you're in a business like this, same with you guys, you wear that business cap throughout the day right it's Absolutely. not well, it's not eight to five no 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 you know it's, it's a weekend exactly yeah. yeah it's just discussing the business you know yes. and it just comes up in conversation you Especially don't if you're know your marketing it. until you yes. until you reflect on it yes. you know it's just because i'm interested in market so yeah. i'm interested in macro yeah so i'll talk you know it's a common theme especially at the moment yes. obviously with of what's course. going on in, in in macro in new zealand and globally so yeah. i'll end up talking to people about interest rates and banks and mortgages etc and there's yeah. a People want to know, so you engage in a conversation that leads to who knows what. Yeah. Um, but every person, that, you know, our viewers, every person you speak to about power, whether they become a client or not, that someone else knows about power. Yep. Yeah. And the same with you, someone else knows about money empire, what yep. you do. Yep. Um, it spreads so far after a while. It's yeah. like tentacles yep. and just in grains. Mm. It's funny. The best business you get at is a Kiwi barbecue business. Yeah. When you're having a beer around it, it's yeah. the best business you yeah. can get. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So exactly. Right. And, and, and Auckland, especially Auckland, such a small place, right? Well, New Zealanders too, right? Yeah, yeah. But Auckland yeah. especially, you bump, yeah. into, you bump and grind into people yeah. you know, all over the place that knows someone, and, yeah. and that's really cool. Yeah. Um, and so we're just sort of filters out around, yeah. and then it sort of goes wider still, and then wider still. So, yeah. you know, we're, we're really excited about that and the prospect of growing. We, you know, we're looking for advisors to hire, but heaven forbid there's no one around, as everyone knows. <laughs> um, so, you know, look, we'll, we'll just keep, you know, Keep on going. Yep. How'd you come up with the name? It's a funny one. Um, Donna and I threw around a whole lot of names. What um, could it have been named, first of all? <laughs> Did you sorry? What could it have gone with? Um, oh, I can't remember the initial one that we talked about, and then we got we got poo-pooed by someone pretty quickly. We were sitting, <laughs> we were sitting down in um, uh, Amana or somewhere, I think, at the bottom of town there, and Donna knew someone, uh, a colleague of hers, and we, we tossed up this name. And it was sort of, I could see by the look in her eye that that wasn't going to cut yeah. it. <laughs> so I went home to, uh, to, to um, where I live in Castor Bay, and I said to Justine, my wife, Shit, we're having really trouble with a name. You know, we want something that's sort of New Zealand that can, um, that can sort of bring that affiliation because we're a New Zealand-owned mm. business, right? So we wanted something that's, you know, typically New Zealand. And Justine was like, I oh, have you thought about, I don't know, Parla? 
and so it sort of resonated with me straight away. And um, I was like, oh, yeah, that's pretty interesting. That's pretty cool. And and um, and the more I thought about it, it's like, yeah, because it's you know the shellfish, it's yeah, 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 it's yeah. Um, rich in nature and flavour and all those things that you yeah. talk about with power. Yes. And so um, I said, Don, I have you thought about power? Power wealth management's got a nice sort of bring to it, distantly New Zealand, etc. And well, the rest is history. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, so the t- total credit goes to Justine. To Justine, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So <laughs> quite hard case. Find his fee on that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, totally right. <laughs> exactly. So t- t- you talked about markets. Um, I know this is the billion dollar question. Yeah. What's your sort of short to medium term view on the markets? Yeah. So it's it's interesting. It's been a it's been a hell of a year, right? And it's it's a matter of um, you know everyone you know portfolios are negative over the course of the year. It's just a matter of by how much. Yeah. Effectively. And so look, that's. That's a, a bit of a, I want, it's not a dramatic thing to say, but that's really the reality yeah. in markets at the moment. And and people shouldn't be surprised after a 10-year bull market we've yes. had, right? So, and that's, you know, you've got to put Humans forget. Yeah, absolutely. Mm, yeah, right. humans forget. Well, and forget about what happened 10 years ago. Yeah. Focus on the now. Absolutely. So it's been a really interesting year to, to manage expectations for clients, especially yeah. for a young business like us where, you know, some clients are going into market, you know, a year ago, which... It hasn't been hasn't been pretty, but so so what do markets look like in the short term? Well, this is a macro led pullback. Yeah. Um, so it's been all about central banks. It's all about you know interest rates. It's all about inflation, yeah. effectively, and and that's obviously a, a result of, of what's going on what's gone on through COVID, mm. um, and the money that's been flush around the system for for you know for, for a period, good period of time. Almost free money been thrown. Free money, yeah. absolutely. So. And that was always going to be inflationary. You know, the COVID response is always going to be inflationary. So, so that's just got out of hand and it's sort of come home to roost. Um, and so the central banks have that mandate to control inflation. And yeah. the sort of blunt tool they've got is, yes. is, is interest rates. Yes. Um, and so it's sort of, you know, as we all know, the, you know, OCR in New Zealand went up on, um, you know, during the week. 75 bips. 75 bips. And the discussion really was not 50, but was it going to be 100 or 75? So that was interesting coming out of the RB. Yes. So, you know, what does it look like over the course of next year? Well, look, it's going to be painful for New Zealanders. Mm. As, you know, as mortgages roll off with a two in front of them, they're going to be reset with a six in front of them. Yeah. yeah. You know, holy shit, that's that's going to really hurt it's New Zealanders. It's grand in interest extra on a million dollar mortgage. Absolutely. Yeah. So where does that come from? Mm. We, we ask, you know, wages are going up, are they? I don't know. Not to that sure. extent. Not to that extent. No, no. Um, so where does it come from? Well, you've got to stop spending, right? Yeah. And this is what, that's what the governor said mm. yesterday, or whenever it was, um, Wednesday afternoon, that... Um, you need to rein in the purse strings in order to ensure that inflation comes down. It's a real vicious cycle, though, because if and you go stop spending, it affects a big different industry, right? Yeah, oh. it's all just with flow on. You know, how does that affect, you know, investing? Well, the market's forward-looking, so the market's really sort of pricing this in already, the, yeah. you know, the equity markets. Um, and so, you know, it's been a tough year. You know, markets have been hammered. Um, and so... If you have a long-term view on markets, an interesting time to go into markets. If you are investing with a ten-year view, yes. um, investment markets that have come off twenty to twenty-five percent, um, you have to be—you've got to have the stomach for it. Yeah. Mm. But if you are putting in a portfolio into place for you know for ten years, it was, you know, it's a good time to be. It's a reasonable time to be thinking about yeah. investing. Yeah. You'd be buying it's, up hard one, yeah. Yeah, and it's it's hard. 
you know, yeah, it's, in, in your, when yeah. do you go in? You know, trying to trying to time the market and at the bottom is a fool's game, right? Yeah. So we talk a lot to clients about investing, you know, in a staged approach, because um, we don't know when the market's going to bottom. No. It might have already bottomed. Yes, you know, we've had a, a you know a couple of good weeks of, of markets going, you know, being positive. If you knew, or I knew, or you knew, we wouldn't be here. Hundred percent. We'd be in the Bahamas, mate. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Pina colada. Yeah. 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 And the rest. So, <laughs> so, you know, so these things are the things we talk a lot to our clients about. Yeah. You know, now's a good time to invest. You've got to be aware that it can go down further. Yeah. But the market has come off significantly since last November. Yes. Um, and if you have a 10-year view and a 10-year time horizon, then if you can stomach a little bit of volatility now, yeah. over the course of the next 6 to 12 months, in five years' time, it could be the best thing you've ever done in your yes. life. And this, is, and this was the case yeah. through the GFC, right? I was yeah. just going to say, can you can you compare... It's hard to do it sort of point of time, point in time, but yeah. can you compare GFC to now? Oh, you know, GFC was brutal. Yes, um, it was. It was day after day yeah. of of markets being thrashed. Yes, and immense wealth destruction. Yes. But big firms going down big like firm a bloody Lehman, yeah, etc. Yeah, and so you know, these students, these. Yeah, but that was different. That was a sort of a credit crunch led environment, yeah. whereas now it's been a, yeah. a you know, different. So yeah. it's never the same, no. but. Your markets will come through this. Yeah. Markets are forward-looking. Yeah. They'll price in um, the bad news before actual companies do. Yeah. Um, and so what we'll probably see now is earnings downgrades to companies, but the market will be ahead of that. Yeah. And so this is a time, you know, I often, and some of my clients will, will say, I've heard that from Chris before, it's darkest before dawn. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so when it feels... Like the worst thing to be doing, i.e., putting money into markets, it can sometimes be the best time to be doing it. Yeah. But you've got to understand that markets don't move in a straight line, it will be volatile next year. Yeah. Um, and macro picture will be very hard next year for New Zealand and globally. Um, but it will come, mm. you know, the, the market will come up right again. Yeah. yeah. You know, out of the We're embers, not in this forever. We're not yeah. in this forever. And, and all the anecdotal evidence shows that. Yeah. Um, but, and so you just. And while it's, you know, I've probably said it for the third time, you know, it feels like the worst thing to be doing, but it's quite often could be the best thing to be doing. We hear all the time. The people that make the most money, they wait for a situation like this and they've got capital and they go hard. Yeah. And they sit in there. Yeah. Mm. And then they come, they then see in 10 years' time how they prosper. Benefits of that. Fully. And so, you know, I'm working with clients now around deploying capital in small tranches um, every month. And it's about being disciplined, staying to that strategy. Yeah. Not come hell or high water, but certainly let's stick to the strategy and understand that we're investing for the long term. And there's a lot of noise around. Mm. You know, there's geopolitical, there's you yeah. know, UK, there's crypto. God, what else is there? There's interest yeah. rates. You know, it's yeah. incredibly noisy in the media. Uh, uh, you know, sensationalising all of this. Clickbait. Yeah. Um, but actually, let's be disciplined. Let's keep on investing. You know, we know we are going into, you know, you know what we're going into. Mm. The plan uh, that we've uh, given to clients, you know, they understand the mix between our fund managers um, and, you know, stay the course. And I'd certainly be encouraging clients and people that are invested to be staying the course now. The worst thing you can do is to be liquidating portfolios. You've yeah. worn the downside. You've just got to be patient and have faith in your advisor. Yeah. And, mm. and talk and understand and pick up the phone and sit for a coffee 
and and be patient. And yeah. same with KiwiSaver, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. Murdered this yes. year, KiwiSaver yeah. balances. Mine yes. too. Yes. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, totally. Um, put it in the bottom drawer. Yeah. For another... It's a long term, isn't it? I was going to say yeah. for another 20 years, but it's actually not 20 years. So it's <laughs> going to come a bit sooner than that. But, um, you know, you know it's, and it's not it's not easy. Mm-hmm. It's the same with property too. 100%. Yeah. Property's yeah. been not crucified at the moment, right? Long end. Long end. Mm-hmm. And yeah. when there's a slow media day, bang, front yeah. page. Social, media, social yeah. media don't help either, eh? Nah. Yeah, social media. Everyone's, everyone's yeah. expert. And Everyone I, jumps on social media. And I think as, a, as an overall nation... Kiwis and New Zealanders are under-educated in the financial space. Absolutely. So they listen and read a lot, and they think that's gospel. Yeah. But mm. they've got to realise that the person on the end is a journal trying to keep their job writing yeah. articles to read. Yeah. Yeah. Go and talk to a financial advisor. Yeah. You know, go and talk to the yeah. trained professionals who do this for a job. It's, yeah. You know, um, it's like going to a doctor. Yeah. Um, and if you don't believe, if you don't believe them, just look back on history. Yeah. 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 And have a discussion on, with someone that's you know that's. In the in the sector, yeah, yeah. You, know, you don't you don't self-diagnose, you know, when you've got a tooth issue, right? Yeah. So some some people do. Some people do. Yeah. <laughs> Google, right? Google. Yeah. <laughs> that was a tooth. I need a remote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brick, and now I want to do that myself. Good luck. Yes, I see that. Yeah. But yeah, there's all those things that we talk. You know, coming coming. Loved. I just love to sit around and talk about markets and talk about options, mm. whether or not a person comes with power or not. Prefer they did, obviously, but um, it's another person that knows options in front of them. Yeah. yeah. Whether they go for whatever channel they want to go through, they're getting some advice from a financial advisor in New Zealand, which is critical to looking after wealth yeah. and growing it and getting capital markets in New Zealand functioning. Yeah. Or keeping Brilliant. them yeah. functioning, which is which is you know we're all passionate about that yeah. as an advisor. Cool. Is there someone worldwide that you've really looked up to? Um, as a mentor or someone that you've really followed on their path as an advisor like a maybe a Warren Buffett what's he the um, um, what's his nickname Sage of Omaha yes yeah. <laughs> is there someone like that that you've really admired over your years and um, looked to or fair to say no um, <laughs> I know it's a bit um, a, a closed answer to the question but um, you know, I, we do a lot of reading yep. yeah. um, to understand markets and we pull information from all over the place, whether that be from you know, the global banks, you know, whether that be from a city or a JP Morgan or a Goldman. So we read a lot of information. It's a matter of then deciphering it to take mm. out the bits that yeah. are, are critical, that apply to our clients. Um, we have a lot of information coming from fund managers um, globally as well. So this morning I was on a call with a fund manager. Yeah. Um, who gave a who was dialing in from Edinburgh, for example, um, uh, which was yeah. fabulous. You know, so that you know we're in their funds, our clients are in their funds. So we get a lot of information. So it's just a matter of deciphering that, and then you know coming up with a really coherent view on markets. Now, yeah. I think it's critical to be understanding, you know, have a view on markets um, for our clients, a yeah. power view of the world, and um, and then being able to articulate it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so me. I don't have it. Yeah, that's a long window way of saying no. <laughs> <laughs> we got there. Yeah. Right, I'm I'm pretty sure we talked a lot of business here, but I'm pretty sure Emily and Sam would be listening to this when it's uh, when we put this out. So tell us a bit about um, your two kids. Okay, so Emily's um, almost seventeen. Um, just finished finished year twelve. Um, so uh, you, you know, um, loves her sports um, and fabulous fabulous kids. 
uh, loves her sport, loves surf life saving. Um, nice. So very, um, she's thrilled to um, know that she made a team recently to go off to Australia in uh, in January. Wow, uh, the northern region. Nice. Um, tra- like a Trans Tasman, which is which is a great opportunity for her. So she's off um, travelling there in January. Sam is just finishing year ten. Uh, loves his code, so rugby. Uh, loves his cricket, um, and um, and goes well at both. A competitor, yeah, you know, good. Uh, but a typical fifteen-year-old boy, um, as you know, Sanj. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a bit of mongrel there. That's all right. <laughs> um, but you know, you know, good, good, great kids. Yeah, you know, and um, and I love supporting them and um, and coaching teams and being involved with them because yeah. that obviously won't last forever, right? So yeah, 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 yeah which is um, yeah. so they've been they've been awesome. Brilliant. Mm. So Chris. If someone's thinking of investing or unsure, what's the best thing to do? Is it to reach out to to you at Power and just come have a chat? Do you guys have a specific type of client that you only service or cater for? Yeah, so we, we um, you know, good question, Kane. We we uh, deal in the wholesale space, so we focus on ultra-high net worth, yep. family office type clients, people that sell businesses. Yeah, but look, I'm really happy to have a conversation with anyone and point them in the right direction. Yeah. Um, as I was saying before, um, you know, we need people to be investing. Um, we need confidence in capital markets in New Zealand. Um, get advice from an advisor. Yeah. I'm always happy to have a chat about optionality with people. Mm. And um, if it doesn't fit power, then you know, I've certainly been around the market long enough to know who um, who to refer it to. Yeah. Um, and um, you know, and it's a you know, investing is is a long term relationship. It's about trust. Yeah. Um, it's about integrity, and that's something that you know, I hold very dear around, um, you know, when I behave towards clients, I need, you know, they trust me with a lot of wealth. And so that's, you know, it's not a burden, but it's it's a responsibility mm, yeah. to look after and grow that capital that's been really hard earned over yeah. many, many years. You know, selling a business is, you oh. know, is being built up over decades. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so meeting someone and investing is, is the next journey yeah, sure. um, so you got to so, trust them yeah. right yeah. Um, and Absolutely. that and trust takes time to build of course um, and a moment to you know to, to disappear if you, if, you know so very mindful of that too so you know look for someone that's um, trustworthy um, uh, look you know speak to people you know, I'm happy to have a chat with anybody really yeah. around um, chat to us yeah <laughs> <laughs> you two jokers <laughs> but um, you know that's really critical in our game yeah so um Best place to jump on is obviously your website. Website. What's yep. the website? Give us a um, powerwealth.com. Cool. Obviously, www.powerwealth.com. Um, we're located in, in Vulcan Lane and in, in Great Auckland. cafes and coffees there, Brilliant. too, yep. by the way. Yeah. And a couple, of, yeah. a couple of bars, pubs. <laughs> We'll yeah, get we get that later. We get that later. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I've got to say, um, Chris, it's cool because you're a real grounded person and you're actually really personable, which I think sometimes in the finance space can be really yeah. misconstrued where people aren't approachable. Mm. And so sometimes that might be uh, a roadblock for a lot of people. Mm. And even though you might deal in the high net wealth space, like you said, you're willing just to talk to people. One, it gets your name out there, but two, people can gain something from it at some point in time, right? And as I said earlier, Kane, look, if... You know, if, even if someone's to come and have a chat with me, they can't become a client of power for whatever reason. Yeah, they, they're informed about what their options are. Yeah, and I feel that's beholden upon me as an advisor, as part of Capital Markets in New Zealand, to yeah. inform New Zealanders about what's yeah. out there. Yeah, um, so, and um, and there's multiple models, right? Yeah, and you know, we just we're a model that we think's great. There's fund managers think their model's great, and that's just that's what makes a market, right? Yeah, yeah. and so um, and you know, and 
and, and it's, you know we'll fit some or we won't fit others that's fine yeah, yeah. Um, but um, but we're here yeah. we're here to stay we're going to grow um, and we're going to win business which is really exciting um, cool. and then we're in charge of our own destinies I'll sit at the front so Brilliant. yeah fantastic awesome. well on behalf of BTF and Man's Arms we thank you for coming in sharing a beer sharing your journey and obviously for all the listeners out there if you don't want to get in contact with Chris or his company you heard where his website is and as we sort of touched on, we do think Kiwis are well um, undereducated in the financial space. So you just want to get out there and talk to people like ourselves. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Thanks for listening to Beyond the Field. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with your mates or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest, you can follow us on Instagram at Beyond the Field Podcast or send us an email at info at beyondthefield.co.nz. Thanks again and we'll see you all next time.